0: Hello and welcome to Who Is She?, a podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we want to live. Get comfortable and let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Who Is She? podcast. Um, some updates. I don't know. I feel jumbled. I, my hormones are doing the most. I like had my period when I went to Austin, which was for New Year's. So the end of the month going into the beginning of the month, which means that I'm like mid cycle, but I swear to you, it feels like, like my boobs are super tender and huge and, I noticed myself getting more irritable than normal and some hormonal acne flaring up. And so anyway, I don't really know what's going on over here. This is also not my request to be diagnosed or to be given resources. I'm just sharing what my experience is. So if you identify with that, you're not alone. We're just doing our best out here. Um, what else? I told you on the last podcast that I'll have an update for you on the next podcast. I don't have quite the update yet, but what I can tell you is it is about the is that it is about this influencing thing that I'm doing and the steps that I am taking and some really exciting news. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I mentioned that, Things are just falling into place where, like, my dream brands, my dream management is reach are reaching out to me. And so one of the goals that I had set when I did my 12-month goal list um, was for January, my two big ones, was to sign on with management and then also get this podcast on a network. Um, and... Anyway, I have a big meeting on Wednesday. That's what I'm going to say. So, um, throw up those prayers for me. Um, I know it's going to go well. It's just an overall really exciting thing. And what was really cool was um, when I did the goal setting and planning out my 12-months what I did was I wrote down my dreams and my goals, and then I wrote out what I believe to be instructions to get there. And then those instructions are what I put into individual days on the year. And part of what I wanted to do was really make sure that I felt, um, let's just say, confident in my decision when I decide to sign with management. And what that means to me is by doing my due diligence and research and talking to a few people and um, understanding who they represent and what their business model is and the other things that they can offer besides just management. So in my mind, I'm thinking like long-term vision setting. I want to not just have someone who brokers deals for me, but also can like think about this as a career. And so, um, just all these considerations and one of the pieces of due diligence that I wanted to do is put together a spreadsheet because I'm a very type A person of the people I respect in the space and who represents them and then, um, and then kind of like use that to make me feel better about like the way that I am leaning and what is cool is that, um what I am coming to the conclusion of is that a lot of, I would say like uh, 60 to 70% of the people in the space that I follow are represented by this one management um, agency. And I didn't know this, but they're also connected to my dream podcast network. Like they're owned by the same people. So when they reached out to me, I was like, this is so cool. And it gave me a level of confidence um, that, you know, we, I still have to do some due diligence in asking the right questions and making sure it's a good fit and all of that. But that if I go forward with that decision, that, um, they know what they're doing and yeah. The other thing when I was doing the spreadsheet is that I found that, I don't know, a handful of people aren't represented at all. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Um, Which if it works for you, fine, but um, it doesn't work for me. (laughs) Um, And then that the other people that I follow or that I was doing research on uh, chose to go more of the boutique agency route, which means they're a smaller operation they have a smaller roster and I, I just don't think that's like the direction that I'm going to go, but I was able to find information on these management companies and pretty much all of them have like 50 or less employees and mostly when I was looking it up, it was somewhere between 10 and 20 employees. And for me where I'm at right now, I just, I just doesn't, doesn't feel right for me like the boutique route. And I also wasn't able to find crossover, meaning um, they might have like one name on their roster that's a bigger name or someone I recognize. But that's pretty much it. And so um, I'm telling you all this because number one, I like to share share the behind the scenes stuff. If I were in your shoes before I started this, I would have loved to hear this and how like logistically influencing works on the business side um but number 2 that it's a cool thing to see that for my two big goals the instructions I wrote out I followed my instructions and I'm feeling really good about the direction I'm going so I thought that was a really cool like win for me other than that I am trying to reprogram my morning routine I have said forever that I'm not a morning person and um I would love to be that morning person, but it just hasn't been me yet. but I think that's just an excuse honestly like we can be whatever we want to be. we just have to like have the discipline in order to make things a habit. I never worked out until I did and now I am a lifter. like I lift weights and that feels like part of my normal design but back in college or before that I really wasn't. So it, it just comes down to like discipline. And the other thing about morning routines is when your brain is exiting, um, sleep and you're waking up, you're in theta state, which is the best time to reprogram your subconscious. And so whatever you do, do during that time is super important to shaping your identity, your perspective. Um, and so what I'd like to do is infuse getting in the word, um, first thing in the morning. So I have a new devotional book that I'm going to try to put into place. Um, So that's what I'm working on. Before I go into the episode, you may feel or notice my tone of voice. I'm not as um, peppy as normal and it's just I'm feeling what I'm feeling, you know, and um, I still have valuable content for you, but I'm just not as like my boobs feel like they're going to fall off. Okay, <laughs> so I might just be more straightforward, a little bit lower toned, but I still love you just the same and I'm appreci- I appreciate you listening and sticking with me. All right, the episode today, I kind of struggled with what I was going to talk about and I don't even think it's about the topics that I was considering, it's just about how I'm feeling. So, But I've thought about this for a while and I've gotten this question repeatedly, so we're going to do it. And the uh, title to this episode is Styling Yourself at Any Age, Finding or Refinding Your Style. And before we go into that, I just want to talk about why this is important. And to do that, I want to visualize with you. I want you to visualize the feeling of going somewhere, let's say the gym, and you're in dingy clothing right? You're like in a t-shirt and like old leggings and shoes that don't like match your outfit. And maybe it's the backup pair of socks because you haven't done laundry. You know what I'm saying? Like crusty dusty. And then we all know the feeling of when you actually put yourself together and the feeling behind those two actions. I've done both in the gym scenario. I've gone As a dingy crust muffin. Um, And I've gone when I feel. In clothing that makes me feel confident. And there's a couple things that happen there. Um, It's a feeling that allows us to focus. So instead of being distracted by what I'm wearing. Or the downfalls of the clothing that I chose. I can focus on what I'm doing. That's just the truth for any situation. Um, Another example of this is, let's say you're in church and you have a shirt that is fine until you raise your arms and then your whole belly's out. And now you feel like, I can't worship the way I want to. I can't raise my arms Um, (laughs) because of what I chose to put on my body. And so you're distracted. It's distracting from what you are wanting to do. And then I want to go to the other side of, let's say you really don't, let's say you're in the category of, in the bucket of people that, like, hasn't even considered style in a long time. You you just wear clothes to wear them and You never really feel that great, but you also don't feel terrible. It's just not something you think about. But then for the one or two times a year, maybe it's a Christmas party, maybe it's your birthday or whatever, you go all out and you have your birthday dress or you um, have a really cool outfit that you put together for this special occasion or it's the Christmas party or whatever. You get your hair done or you do your hair when you don't normally do your hair, and you just, you just put yourself together, you know what I'm saying, and the feeling of that, I used to get that in college, because my, like, outfit, I, like, wore athleisure almost 24-7, so, like, I was always in leggings, and then, like, a, like, a workout zip-up, or a tank top, or a sweatshirt, and, I called it my style, but it was really because I was lazy. I never did my hair. I was just like... And and I want to be really clear. This sounds vapid and it sounds superficial. But what I'm trying to get at is there is meaning here. And the meaning has nothing to do with the vanity. It's the feeling that you get that allows you to then go forth and accomplish some sort of purpose. But I would, in this college example, I'd wear athleisure all day, every day. Never really put effort. Um, And then for what we called PD, which was pledge dance or like our sorority dances, I would have my dress and I would go get a spray tan and then I would go to the mall and get my makeup done and I would have my hair done. Um, And I remember I always loved PD because of those aspects. I felt so good about myself. I felt so confident and it would last like one to two days because that was the preparation and the execution time of this putting myself together and then I would return to normal and what I'm telling you is that feeling that you have that once a year feeling you don't need to go all out every day but you can have that feeling every day and there's different ways to accomplish it and how you do that is your style that was good that was a word um the other thing that I want us to consider in the why behind why this is important is this is fact and this is obvious, but I'm going to say it out loud because, um, some people don't want to hear it, but it's true. How you present dictates what you believe about yourself to others and therefore shapes how others see you in turn. Meaning if you see, let's just go with this example. And we've all seen it. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just pointing out what happens in this scenario. You're going to the grocery store. It's 6 or 7 p.m. And we see that lady in her plaid pajamas, her slippers, and like a hoodie. And just like literally looks like she may have rolled out of bed. And we've all seen that lady or man, whatever. And whether we want to acknowledge it or not, there is a bit of perception that's going on there. I I struggle to use the word judgment because that feels harsh, but it subconsciously allows us to believe certain things about that person without even speaking to them. And what I'm saying is the way that you are putting yourself together is doing that to the people that you're presenting yourself in front of, okay? So, that's my why behind this episode. Now we're going to get into the use cases. So, I feel like no matter who you are, you're going to fall into a certain category. Maybe you've actually never considered style before. It's a foreign concept. You just put clothes on to put them on, and that's that. And before you continue in this episode, if that works for you and it is not really something you're actually interested in, which I would think you are since you're listening to this episode, I there you don't have to do anything different. I'm just saying in order to get different results, feel differently about yourself, present yourself differently, it's going to require different from you. So if you're listening to this, you've never considered style before and you are interested, keep listening. Second use case, maybe you've outgrown your style. I definitely identify with this because this has happened multiple times in my life. I remember when the it outfit was a black crop top, skinny jeans, a red flannel tied around the waist, and a converse, white ankle converse. That was the outfit, and on any given night, college or otherwise... You would be able to see every single girly pop out and about in that outfit. And I remember the feeling of dressing. You know, it's very—it's a very early 20s style. Um, and right now, I would say the early 20s style is the Nike Air Force Ones that somehow they never seem to wash. I don't understand. Throw those things in the washer. <laughs> Unless they're... I mean, I still don't get the golden goose sneaker thing, but I don't understand. I I don't know. I, mean, I'd, I maybe it's a like a chuggy thing that I just don't get. But like these y- early twenties girlies are wearing their Nike Air Force Ones, literally in dirt, and then they're gray. And they just keep wearing them. You can throw them in the washer. Anyway, so they wear the Nike Air Force Ones. Um, Flare leggings and jeans are coming back and I or loose pants. It's more of the grungy kind of style. And then oversized t-shirts or like crop tops or like tight tank tops or whatever. And that's like a that's the new style for like the youngins. But maybe however old you are. You are going from one phase to the other. And I remember when I was phasing out of my early 20s wardrobe and I just felt like I had a crisis because I literally didn't have anything in my wardrobe that supported anything else to wear. Um, I remember going to Disneyland and it was, I think, in the 30s at night and I didn't have any warm coats or warm pants because all I wore was really, really thin Align Lulu legging, Lululemon leggings or pretty thin skinny jeans. That's it. So I had to layer those two things. And then I think I bought a jacket because I did not have anything. Because I was just out here in crop tops. Um, so transition, right? Um, you're coming out of college and you want to dress a little bit more... Uh, A little bit more stylish or a little bit uh, older or maybe you're going from your 20s to your 30s and it just it just feels like what you're wearing doesn't really you don't feel put together the way that you want to. And the third bucket is maybe you've lost it. Maybe maybe you had a style at one point in your life, but you just completely you just don't even know what your style is anymore. You haven't thought about it in so long but you see it all the time in other people. You see people putting the, their outfits together or you see people posting on your li- online and you're like, that would be so cool to have those pieces or look like that or put myself together like that. So you want it and you had it at some point, but you, you just completely lost your style. The good news is all these steps are pretty much the same. So we're all going to follow the same prescription here. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps that we're going to go through. Okay. And they're not what you would expect. There are some obvious things that I'm going to say, but there are some things that are like you wouldn't think of it. And that starts with number one. Step one is to purge take everything out of your closet your dresser wherever you keep your clothes and if you have a closet and a dresser or maybe like drawers somewhere I when I do this I do one at a time so I'll take everything out of my closet do the closet first and then I'll take everything out of my drawers and then do the drawers um but you're going to take everything out we're not leaving anything in there you take every single item out of that closet now Once it's lying on your bed or on the floor or whatever, I want you to come up with a time period for me because I season my clothes, which I will go into in a, uh, in a moment, I choose three months. And if you haven't worn it in that amount of time, it gets donated. I don't want to hear excuses. It gets donated. Okay. Okay. And maybe you do three months or six months or one year, whatever feels right for you. But there's no bargaining in your mind. You haven't worn it. It gets donated. The other thing that I don't think people talk about, but I have infused it into my decision making around purging clothes. um, And it has really helped me is if you've put it on and then taken it off because of whatever reason. So the use case is like... You put on a dress... To go do that thing. Whatever it is. And you're like... Oh, I don't really like... Like the way that this looks. But it's still a good dress. But like... No. If you've put it on and taken it off... Because it doesn't... If you, it doesn't, you don't love it... It gets donated. And the third thing is... If it's a goal weight item. Meaning... Oh well... If I when, Once I lose the 20 pounds, I'll be able to fit back into these jeans. Nope. No. Those are getting donated. That one specifically, because that's so toxic to your brain. Because shaming yourself into losing weight or gaining weight, whatever the situation is, if it would have worked, it would have worked by now. Okay? You can buy new jeans. The only exception to the goal weight, Um, rule is if it's a classic item if it's special to you in some way or relevant because most times this is like pants and they're just there's nothing special about them and most times it's been so long since they fit you appropriately that they're no longer in style I'm just gonna say it okay so those are your parameters and you're gonna go one by one and decide what you're keeping and as you decide you're going to make your pile on the floor of your donated items um and then the things that you're keeping you're going to hang back up or fold back into the drawers and put them back um the other thing while you're doing this that's helpful is depending on the type of clothing that you buy maybe you buy higher end clothing and this feels overwhelming because it's like a lot of money that you are you know deciding between i separate my donating pile into things that can be um either resold so like i can go to crossroads or whatever in like anything that's a designer or a little bit higher end um or there's those services where you can send in your clothes and they exchange it for money um, And things like from Forever 21 that just need to get donated. The other thing about donating is obviously there's goodwill, but I would encourage you also to look up shelters and organizations in your area. Surprisingly this is kind of difficult. I did this for a long time and I wasn't able to find anything lucrative for a minute but I for example found this organization that does sort of like a shopping experience for lower income or homeless people in the downtown San Jose area. Um, I forgot what it's called. I'll have to find it and um, share it with you guys if you're local but I encourage you to look something up like that because, um, I don't know, some people have said certain things about goodwill that I don't really, I don't really know about, but I'm just saying there are more options than just goodwill, okay? All right, I mentioned seasoning. This is also really important, and if you have the ability to do it, I highly recommend. What this is, is you're seasoning your clothes, meaning you are separating by season, For example, I don't need to see my chunky sweaters in the middle of June, okay? That's just going to clog up my closet. It's going to literally block space from other things and being able to see things so that I can style myself. And so what I do is I season. I usually just do two seasons, which is like warm and cold. And if it's not in season, I will put it in a... A storage bin and it goes in my garage I have I think six to eight of those clothing is like the one thing that I have a lot of and I try not to I purchase quite often but um if you have the ability to do that maybe you have a garage or maybe you have for like condos and apartments I know that sometimes there's like an external closet that has some space I would highly highly recommend doing that um Because then, for me, the reason my time frame when I'm purging is three months is because if it's in season, I would have worn it in the last three months. You know what I'm saying? Um, So if it doesn't fit one of those criteria, it's got to go. All right. Why the purging is important. This is obvious, but we're clearing space for your new style. And it'll be a lot easier to style outfits if you know what's in your closet. So there's a uh, there's a knowledge component of this. Um, it's almost like... Uh, this is a silly example, but it's almost like if you didn't know the full alphabet and you're trying to spell words. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not fully aware of everything that you own, how are you supposed to, like, utilize what you have? So that's why that's important. And I would much rather, from a mental standpoint, have half my closet be empty and know everything in my closet than have a full closet that has all seasons and is not purged. Like that just feels overwhelming to me. All right. So that's step one. Step two is doing your research. So we're not at the point of shopping or changing anything. And in fact, we've just gotten rid of things. Okay. Um, I think a big misconception of having good style is constantly spending money. And that's actually Couldn't be farther from the truth. Good styling is having an eye to be able to know what you have, put it together, um, and know how to put it together. So that's what we're getting into is the research. So when you do your research, you're going to use whatever tool you feel best with, um, the millennial girls will, I don't know if Gen Z likes Pinterest, but we're, the millennials are big Pinterest girlies. That was what we came up with in college. And I had a weird moment with Pinterest where I was like, I don't really get this anymore. It doesn't feel like it's working. Like I would search for things and I was like, eh. But I just had to play around with it a little bit more. Um, so Pinterest, you can use Instagram, you can use TikTok, um, whatever method you want to do. And I want you to search, uh, based on, what you're looking for. So if you are transitioning from your 20s to your 30s and that's kind of the focus that you want to like concentrate your styling on, you would search for um, like 30 year old outfits. And you can literally have fun with your search terms because it has to produce results, right? And if it doesn't give you exactly what you want, you can kind of tweak it. But I would also encourage you to search based on body type. So maybe you have an athletic build. Maybe you're curvier. Maybe you have wider hips. Um, It's just like how it's kind of tough to follow makeup routines for someone who has a completely different skin type and tone from us. I used to follow, or I don't know if I still do, but I would, I was very, I loved Desi Perkins and she has this gorgeous like, um, Latina skin and is just very like just like bronze and like I think of like J-Lo and like olive toned and just and I will never have that and so I would follow these routines and I'm like why does it look different on me and it's because I am a pale girly okay so it's the same thing for when you're um researching your style you want to look for um and you don't have to Limit yourself to this, but I think it's helpful to see how clothing looks on different body types and the body types that you align with most. Um, and then within that, you're going to search uh, a couple terms you can search are streetwear, formal, winter outfits, capsule wardrobe, um, errand outfits, everyday outfits. Um, just search away, okay? And then I wrote down in my notes, trickle down research. Basically, once you start this, you're going to be able to start clicking on things and it's going to trickle down. It's going to give you direction as you do this. And as you do this, I want you to start saving slash pinning. Um, different lists or folders based on the different occasions. So maybe you have a form uh, folder for formal wear. So when you go out, you're going to go to dinner. You have an event. You have a party. You are attending something. You have an entire folder that gives you inspiration of what you could be wearing. Same thing for casual. Maybe instead of just throwing on the leggings or the black yoga pants and the Lulu zip up or the hoodie you're going to look at your casual or errand outfit um folder same thing for activewear etc so you're going to start building out your different lists um and folders so that's the research component and before i go to step 3 i want to identify and call out that typically when people want to have style but have no idea where to start they skip past step one and two of the purge and the research and then they wonder why finding style which is the step three is so difficult and it's because you haven't done the legwork in order to know what direction you're going like what you even want to do what you like what you don't like so going to step three we're still not buying anything using the research that you've come up with you're going to ask yourself some questions. The first question you're going to ask is, what do you like about the styling that you're saving? The reason that this is important is that it kind of gives you a direction of what style you have. And then you can kind of search that further and pin and research and save more. And the other reason, and the next question is, do I have any of the pieces in the things that I'm saving? Because Chances are you have probably 80% of what's needed to complete the looks that you're saving. You're just missing the final touches or how to actually style it. For example, I just did this. Um, One of my friends was telling me how much she likes to use Pinterest. And I was like, maybe I should get back on it. So I've been Pinteresting and pinning. And um, mine is mostly like... um, cool streetwear or how to elevate like if you're wearing like a leggings outfit like how to put that together and like how to make it look cool and chic and like clean girl and I realized that I have almost everything that was in these like pinned photos I just wasn't putting it together and I feel silly for like saying talking so deeply into this but we we already covered why this is important so I'm going to go into very specific details here when I was doing this, typically what I do is I'll put on leggings, I'll do my scrunchy socks and a sneaker, and then like a coat or something. Um, and it was that those things that I'm wearing already are in these pinned photos. But what I was missing was the baseball hat and the, the chunky earring and then the bag. You know what I mean? Like it was just the finishing touches, all of which I actually owned. And so I was able to, without shopping for anything, look at what I already have and compare it back to these reference photos and then put it together. And I just did it today and I felt so cute and chic in my little outfit. If you saw on Instagram, I was wearing like slit leggings with scrunchy socks and an active shoe. And then I had a like crop turtleneck sort of loose Sweater black, and then I layered that with like a really structured brown peacoat, black baseball cap, and a chunky earring, and then like a larger um, uh, padded bag, and it was it was my it was my pins personified, and I had I already owned everything, so I'm just saying when you ask yourself these questions, you probably have what you need in your wardrobe. You just don't know how to put it together. So it's literally just instructions on how to put things together. Um, what's next? Okay, the next thing in finding your style is taking inventory of what you absolutely don't have. So it might be the case that you don't have certain pieces that you are pinning or saving repeatedly in your lists. And that's where you're going to make a shopping list, okay? And so when you make your shopping list, I would highly encourage you to also be searching for capsule wardrobe, um, because with it, you know, 10 to 20 pieces, you can have a bunch of different outfits. Um, and so what you absolutely don't have shouldn't be a statement, um, like a, what's it called? A trendy item. So like the neon green mini dress is not something that is going on this list. Okay. Okay. The don't have list that you're making for shopping are things like, let's say you need a really nice or a really good brown peacoat, because for all of these outfits, you see some version of that. So it's things that can transfer forward to multiple looks. It's um, transition items um, that you absolutely don't have. And then step four is filling the gaps. And this doesn't mean you have to go on a ridiculous shopping spree and completely revamp your wardrobe, which I think a lot of people think in order to have style, you have to do that. Get rid of everything that you're wearing. You can't wear anything from your like old style and we're going to go buy you new pants and new shirts and new jacket. And well, you got to have the accessory. No. That's not what it is. We are just taking the list of things that you absolutely don't have in order to make your reference photos come to life. And you're going to shop for those. And it also doesn't mean that you need to go to the mall in order to get those or shop online. You absolutely can go thrift shopping Um, You can have, you know, maybe you host like a clothing swap with your friends. If you have friends that are like the same size as you or similar sizes. Um, There are a lot of different ways that you can fill your wardrobe with these things. Um, And I would also say and encourage you that this doesn't need to happen overnight. Maybe if you want to do this on a budget, you say, okay, I'm going to thrift these items and it's going to be a fun thing. And I'm going to go to the thrift store and I have my list of Three to five things that I I really want to find. But if I don't find them, I will go home empty handed. And especially if you're doing this on the budget, I am not going to be buying anything that doesn't fall on this list. That's very important because then you're just clogging up your wardrobe again. Okay. so and and then maybe the case is that you want to thrift it. So you but and you find one of the items on your list and you have three or four that are still outstanding, but you found one. That's a success. Okay, so take your time um, and and start checking off those items from your list that you need. Another challenge that I would um, encourage you to do as part of this process is to start pulling pieces in your wardrobe and style them three ways. You can do this like physically by like taking clothes out and trying them on or whatever, but you can also do it mentally. And so what that means is maybe you pull out the shirt on your, on your rack in your closet and you think about the different ways that you can style it with what you already have. So maybe it's a t-shirt and you are like, all right, I have these leather pants so I could do that and then I have this jacket that would look good with it or like the coat that I have in the closet or whatever or maybe it's like, okay, this t-shirt and I could put this skirt with it and then this coat or whatever it is maybe it's layering so maybe like you have um like the shirt that you have in your closet would actually look really cool underneath something else so I just encourage you to like do that with what you already have Um, and the reason this works is because if you've already done it the next time you go to pull it you'll you'll have already thought about that and then it also just flexes the styling muscle right so like if you do something repeatedly, it becomes easier to do. That's just like practice makes perfect. All right. Um, Step number six is create a lookbook in your phone. So this is exactly what it sounds like. You can either do this with just pictures. You take pictures of your outfits in the mirror or whatever um, or selfies, however you want to do it. Or what I like to do, and I think this is kind of fun, is you take your picture and then there's a sticker function on your iPhone, which means when you go to that photo in your camera roll and you push down your pointer finger on the subject, which is you, it'll actually like highlight you and it will say add sticker and it goes into this little sticker thing on your keyboard and you can like copy the sticker and put it in a note in your phone. And I think that's kind of fun because now you have a lookbook of things that you've put on, you've liked that are styled the way that you like them and you have a reference point for when you're getting dressed to go back to and be like, "Oh yeah, I like that outfit. I can wear that." Um, you know what I mean? So instead of it's basically making your own Pinterest board with your clothes, your style and your practice. Okay? Step 7. After you've completed steps 1 through 6 is just repetitions. Okay? the more you do this, the easier it becomes. And what I would say is the more you do this, the less familiar the mindset of lazy dressing is. I'm just going to say it. It is harder for me since I've been like actively styling myself for the last couple of years to just be like, "Uh, well, I'm just going to throw on these jeans and this shirt and go and like You hear the tone of my voice. It's like, eh, it's not really putting effort. I don't really feel great about it, but it is what it is. It's harder to do that because I so often am thinking about how I'm presenting myself and styling has become important to me. So the more you do this, the easier it becomes. And also the harder being lazy with your clothing becomes too. The last thing I want to say is the best style is the one you feel most confident in. So there's no right way to style something. You You are in control here. You are the deciding factor of what you are putting on your body. And so in my opinion, the best style is the one that you feel most confident in. And style is always changing and always evolving. Not just with you, but things that are in, you know, on trend, super in right now, whatever. So don't take it too seriously. And Try things because it's always changing. Um, and also, something about that like, yes, I have moments where I look back at things I'm worn and I'm like, oh, but I would have much rather taken risks with my styling and what I'm wearing than just play it safe all the time. And I'll say that when I do wear those outfits that are a little bit more out there, I have this one in my mind that is just standing out um I wore this like lime green was in last summer like it was in in everyone was wearing it I don't know what it was but I had these lime green pants that I bought from express I think I did oh no no the pants were from somewhere else but I had these lime green pants and then I had these um this lime bodysuit and it was like the perfect match and then I styled it with like an orange Balenciaga bag dupe and I don't know if I had orange shoes but it was very bright it was very in your face and it was very different but guess what everywhere I went I got compliments on it okay and that's the same thing when you take risks with your styling it stands out and people like oh that's cool the like self-conscious bit about what you're wearing is only in your mind and when you wear something that's different or funky or like out of the norm people always love it. So it's like just don't worry about it. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is style is a form of self-care and what I mean by this is you care enough about yourself to pay attention to how you present, set yourself up to feel your best, and control your visual expression in the world for how other people perceive you so it is a form of self-care you can disagree with that and we can still be friends but i believe that and i know it to be true because of how i feel when i put myself together versus not all right guys as always um this is in the outro but like if you have a friend who might benefit to hearing this either pop this uh episode on your story I love 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 seeing you guys share it on your stories make sure you tag me because if you don't I don't see it um but there's a little share button on this episode on Spotify there's three dots and when you click those three dots you'll have an option to share just copy the link and pop that onto Instagram along with a screenshot of uh the show playing on whatever platform you're using and tag me um You can send it directly to friends, but if you feel like that might be a little bit of stepping on toes, no worries. Just share it to your story and tag me and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, love you forever. Okay. Love you. Bye.